So we went to the stag. So we've walked inside. So everyone started coming up to Buff, and I'd had a little bit to drink, so I started to get a bit... Playing along with it, yep. Playful. <laughs> so I was pretending I was Buff's bodyguard. <laughs> right. I said, I don't know, you have to wait there. Just wait, he'll come to you, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we've had a few drinks and we've had a laugh. Now he had to catch a six o'clock flight back to Brizzy. We were eating Euroses at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Mate, I've got to get to the airport. So we'll just, I'll take you back, have a shower, and go to the airport. What, what, what do you want? He goes, I'm naked. So we took him back, and just from there, we became the best of mates. This is Legends with Bevo. Thanks to Bet Odyssey, Renelec Electrical Services, and Anytime Fitness Glenelg. And now, here's your host, Bevo. Well, Lehman, welcome to Legends with Bevo. Uh, I've also got Phil DePinto, a good mate of yours, in the studio. Uh, firstly, how do you boys uh, happen to know each other? I met Phil through, obviously, his charity Living Without Limits uh, a few years ago and, and struck a great connection with the great man and his family and obviously for the great cause. So I was just lucky enough to meet him and meet all his crew and his, his son and his, his, all his kids and all the people involved with Living Without Limits. So he looks always looks good in the studio, always dressed immaculately as he normally is. And me, I'm just in my career gear as per normal. <laughs> so, uh, so, mate, you had a health scare last year, which has led you to, to be involved in My Marathon, which is a fantastic charity where you're raising money for people, um, you know, to make sure that people look, look to do the good things with their heart and everything else. Buff, um, you, you did a marathon last year in the way of 120 kilometres, and this year doubling it. How's it all going, and uh, how can people get involved? Yeah, well, they go to the website, obviously, mymarathon.com.au, and they can support me and my team and, and join up and get fit and look after their hearts, basically. So that's what it's all about, raising money for heart research. And all the charities, as Phil knows, with Living Without Limits, they always need extra donations from anyone. So anyone out there that can donate to, obviously, Living Without Limits and or, or the Heart Foundation for My Marathon, that would be great, much appreciated. I know a lot of work goes on behind the scenes and to make things work as well as they possibly can and keep everyone healthy and happy and, and keeping the kids safe as well. So that's really important to us. And how's the health going at the moment, mate? So you, you're sort of feeling, you're feeling better after last year's health scare? Yeah, I am, mate. Yeah, I'm feeling really good, actually. So I can't complain. I'm just loosening the legs before we go to training. So I, I know it's always been a bit of a rush, but yeah, you're always trying to fit things in to make myself feel a little bit better. And, and what sort of words have you got for the great man, Phil? He's been named as the one of the nominees for the Australian of the Year. Tell us all about Phil, you know, your relationship with him and, and why he deserves to be or why he deserves to be the Australian of the Year for 2022, Buff. Well, firstly, I'm extremely proud to know Phil and his whole family and to, for him to be nominated for the Australian of the Year is an extremely big pat on the back for a, a great man. He looks after so many people in South Australia and Australia and obviously with a charity Living Without Limits, which I'm ambassador for and a proud ambassador to be involved with, obviously, kids with autism and, and just help out the general public in South Australia. You, you can never say no to him because he's such a great man, enthusiastic about all the projects he does. So for me, it's, it's an easy one. It's a no-brainer and, and I wish him all the best and hopefully he gets the award. He fully deserves it. What have you got to say about to that, Phil? Oh, mate, Buff's, Buff's a legend. Even though he is a media personality and you know former great cricket player, He's actually a mate. Like, we clicked the first time we met. It was like we'd known each other for years, and I can't do enough for him. I, I mean, I love the bloke as much as uh, any man can love another man. But, yeah, he 
his outlook on life, his, he associates himself with good people. I'm so proud, and so is Steve Morris and George, to have Buff as our ambassador. But it's more of a friendship than, than anything. Like, I, I really can't explain it. It's like I've known him my whole life. You know, yeah. if he needs something, I'm there. If I need him, I know he's there. And that's what mates do. At the end of the day, there's no crap, and it's just real. That's right. That's so, what it's all about. Bit of banter and uh, and being there oh, for each other. Oh, plenty of banter. Don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah, you got a, got a few stories <laughs> to share, or <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, just uh, no. Nah, Buff's Buff's an absolute gentleman. He he came down to our last event that we held at the Entertainment Centre, and we couldn't have picked a better bloke to be ambassador ambassador for our charity because we just gel. All the all, four of us do. I, I can't explain it. Yeah. I love the bloke. I've only met the, the great man a couple of times, but you're right, it just leaves that you know, great impression. I'm not just saying that lightly, yeah. I actually mean it. So. Yeah, a lot of people have said the same thing. And um, Great man, I know you've sort of got to go off to train this morning, but we've got the Ashes not far away. How do you see the series going? And, you know, obviously England's missing Archer and, and also um, Ben Stokes, we, we know how good he was in the last Ashes series. How do you see this one going? I still think Australia will win the series here. Big loss, Archer and Stokes. I mean, they're two magnificent players for England. And they're going to be sorely missed. One, the sheer pace of Archer, who can really trouble the Australian batsman. And then Stokes, whose who's all-round game can change the game of cricket, as we know, a la Headingley last Ashes tour. So for me, they're, they're big losses. I think Australia win three zip. They're, they're a consistent side. England have got some good players. They've obviously got some great players in their conditions. But over in Australia, they've struggled the last couple of tours. So I don't see that changing too much. The batsmen are going to have to stand up. They're going to have to rely on Joe Root quite a lot. He's going to have to make big runs. I'm surprised someone like uh, James Vince didn't make the touring party. I think he's a quality player. If you had him and Stokes and Archer, then I'd be a lot more worried than I am at the moment. And, and also um, your, your own career, just quickly to finish with, uh, tell us some of your, your some of your highlights and lowlights as a uh, player and coach, Boof. Oh, there's plenty there, mate. I haven't got enough time to t- tell you all. I'll tell you what a <laughs> highlight is, working with obviously Phil next door. With the next year, with Living Without Limits and the Heart Foundation, all the charity work—that's that's what keeps you going now. That's the fun of it and helping young kids out with the game of cricket. So, for me, they're the highs. The lows, there's plenty of lows. You can go into them all the time, and, and a lot of people know about them. But yeah, you know, the highs—you can't worry about the lows. Just concentrate on the highs and helping people and, and staying happy and healthy. And the Brisbane Heat, how are they looking for 2021 slash 22? That'd be good, mate. Yeah, that'd be good. Hopefully we go one or two steps closer this year than last year. And we played in the prelim final, so they're all set to go. And hopefully the summer can go ahead without too many interruptions due to COVID. And uh, and just finally, once again, um, how can people get on board and, and help donate to your, your great charity there, My Marathon Booth? Oh, well, they can, again, go to the Heart Foundation or go to mymarathon.com.au and, and click on the links from there. Or, uh, again, conversely, get behind Living Without Limits. It's another great charity. So either of those charities, get behind them, support them. They need all the help for research and, and getting rid of these diseases. Mate, thanks so much for your time. I know you're a very busy man, so we really, really appreciate it this morning. And I'll let you say some final words to Phil before you go. Yeah, keep going, great man. Good luck with the, obviously, Australian of the Year. We're all really proud of you. I know Steve and George and all the family are. Your kids are extremely proud of what you've achieved so far. So. Good luck in the award, and I'm looking forward to buying you a beer. Yes, I'll buy you one for once. Uh, and and really, I do hope you get the award. So fully deserved. Everyone get out there and vote. And obviously, well done to Phil and Living Without Limits for everything they're doing. Thanks, Buff. You're a legend.
Yep, I can echo that Cheers, as well. Good on you, Darren Lehman. Now, Phil, um, we'll have a quick, a bit of a chat about yourself and your own journey. Obviously, I mentioned before, nominated uh, well deserved for the 2022 Australian of the Year. Um, you know, what's that mean to you to be nominated? Look, it's a great honour uh, to be acknowledged for the work that not just me, uh, everyone in my team. Like I said, it's very humbling. Uh, will it change me as a person? No, I don't think so. Will it? stop me from doing what I'm doing? No. I'll continue whether I win or whether I don't win. I'll still be the same person and moving forward and keep trying to help where I can. I'm very, very passionate about kids, families with disabilities, uh, the struggles that they go through. I mean, I've been blessed to have a great network of people that support me. Uh, they know that I don't jump without it being a true cause. And when I do, I give it everything. I mean, I'd love to move into that space and do it full time, but then I feel guilty about getting an income for doing it. So I do it in my own time. What a man. That's, uh, that you just know? sums you up. Well done, buddy. So, and yeah, fingers crossed that you, you absolutely deserve it. So now let's talk about Living Without Limits. Tell us more about the actual foundation and sort of what it means to you, how you got involved and, and everything as well. Living Without Limits started when my son was actually diagnosed um, as being autistic. And they said he'd never talk and bits and pieces like that, which broke my heart. Um, and I'll never forget, I was on the parade going for a coffee and I rang up Mike, Steve Morris, the vice chairman, and said to him, mate, I want to start a charity. And he was walking into a meeting and he said, yep, I'm in, because um, his son's got issues as well and then I rang my accountant who does everything for our business side of things and I said mate I want to do a charity and he goes yeah, yeah we can run an event and raise some money and donate it and I said no I want to run and start a true foundation so we had a meeting um, took about six months to set up and uh, then we came up with the name living without limits I was sitting at North Adelaide having a pie after the gym I saw this guy on a motorbike. I can't remember what he had on the back of his T-shirt, but it had living. And I thought, let's live without limits. That's it. That's what I want. And the, the, the logo and the colours, the green for some reason, I wanted green. It was like it had... I don't know. It was. I, look, I can't explain it, but I was very drawn to it. And when we started it, it was, it was great. We had our first function at the, the wine centre, Stephen Marshall opened up the event, obviously prior to him being the Premier. It's been an amazing journey. Next year's our 10-year anniversary, and in those 10 years, we've donated iPads to the uh, Cystic Fibrosis Ward at the Women's and Children's Hospital, one of the first donations there. So I bought 10 iPads, or we bought 10 iPads and donated them. And then just to see the, the children's faces change in that ward once they got those iPads was, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. It was amazing. That must make you feel really privileged to know that you're making such a difference, uh, not only in the community, but in people's lives as well, Phil. Well, the, a lot of the families struggle and a lot of marriages break up because of, of the issue. And, and it's unfair for those because, yes, there's NDIS funding, but, and that's great, don't get me wrong. But then there's the other side where there's no funding, there's really no support 
for the you know husband and wife you know and then if they've got other children you know if it's a boy or a girl you know and they've got to deal with it as well and that family unit is so important i mean you can't build a house on a rocky foundation so if if they're good then everything else is good in my opinion so that's where we came up with uh, building the house of respite so we built a place down at gulwa designed for families to go there for a free holiday and just simply reconnect with each other wonderful you know and we we actually launched that just before COVID hit and Sarah Constructions were an absolutely amazing partner in that build. They did an, a wonderful job. And then we signed an agreement with Novita Children's Services saying that they now run the, the house on a peppercorn rent. And the emails that we receive from Novita each week with families that go there, you, you know you're actually making a difference, which is very 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 humbling for all of us how good is that and uh speaking of humbling as well and, and amazing things you're actually involved with a young girl called sophie camerini and last night you had an event um called standing with sophie um tell us about your involvement with with soph and, and sort of how that came about well the event's actually this saturday oh this saturday is yeah, it? yeah, yeah oh, this sorry. Saturday. i thought a facebook post last yeah, night yeah no it was... no because i i begged <laughs> and pleaded with the adelaide entertainment center to put the signage up a week before oh i gotcha so that's that's where that came from and if it was last night, mate, trust me, I wouldn't be sitting here yeah, right now. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, but yeah, the, the connection with the Camerini family is a long-standing one. My father and the late Harry Camerini were very, very good friends, along with Theo Maris, who's Steve's father. So Steve and Harry went to school together. We've always grown up mingling and bits and pieces like that. And when Roger uh, did a post about four or five months ago, where his daughter was in hospital, I thought it was actually, she was having her wisdom teeth out. And I rang him and I said, oh, I was Soph okay? He goes, no. And I said, well, what do you mean no? I thought it was something simple. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, she's been diagnosed with uh, Irwin sarcoma, which is a cancer wrapped around the spine. And they removed 80% of it uh, in the operation, which was pretty good odds but they couldn't get to the rest of it because it was entangled in nerves and spines and bits and pieces. And if they went any further it, and touched a nerve, it could have disrupted her bowels, you know, could have been paralyzed. So they didn't take that. Obviously the doctors didn't want to go that far with it. So she's doing an intensive radiotherapy and chemo for the last three months. And it just breaks my heart when I see children, all children, not just Soph, but what I've seen at the Michael Rice ward is gut-wrenching, absolutely gut-wrenching. And the, the financial burden that, that hits the family, and I know you don't think about money, but at the end of the day, you still gotta pay the bills. And Sophie is such a beautiful little girl with an amazing attitude, and her sister Emily as well, and cursed the, the whole family, the four of them, if that was me, I'd, I don't know how I'd handle it. So I jumped on board and, and I said, mate, we're going to do this event for you, for Soph. And, and it's been, it's grown legs and ran, and it's been very hard to keep up with it. Amazing. Like it's, oh, the, the support from, not just in Adelaide, but interstate. And then I've had uh, the, Ro the Rock, what's his name, Dwayne Johnson, 
Do a video. Awesome picture of you, uh, Sophie. So now I can put a face to a name. Mwah. That is unbelievable, yeah. The Rock. <laughs> yeah, I have Priscilla Presley. That went berserk. That one there went crazy. Uh, Guy Sebastian, Delta Goodrum, uh, George Caponaris, um from Melbourne, comedian. Interviewed George last year, great guy. Yeah, he's a yeah. funny boy. He's actually a very good friend of mine, and he he sent me some phone numbers and said, mate, ring, you know, ring these guys. How good's that? Yeah, and Sushi Mango did one. Um, can't remember who else. There's been so many. That's and that, I, I think I said Guy Sebastian, but wonderful. The video, the, for them to take their time out, yeah, look, everyone's busy, I get it. And I know that the requests on their end would be enormous. But I reached out to them and they did it. And they did it with their heart. You could tell. Even The Rock, he's sending down clothes and shoes. and like, He didn't have to do that. That is just... You know? just I just love hearing those sort of things because... You know, some of these celebrities cop a bad rap unnecessarily, but like you said, they're very busy. But the fact that they, you know, go out of their way to help someone out they don't even know and yeah. do that sort of thing, it just it just actually warms your heart, doesn't it? No, it there's does. people out there that um, just because they're celebrities, just because they're millionaires or whatever, doesn't mean they're not people like us. And it, that sort of stuff just really is awesome to hear, Phil. Oh, it's touching. It yeah. really is. You know, break, break it all away. At the end of the day, we're all human. Exactly. You know, and... We all got to do our little bit that makes us feel good and move on with our day. Yeah, well said. You know, so, and and people out there watching or listening today, how can they sort of get involved and, and donate to stand standing with Soph? Look, just more. It's probably. Oh, look! If you'd like to donate, yeah, that's great. Do you know what I mean? You can go to our website, Living Without Limits, and on one of the tabs there, Standing with Sophia, and there's a donation form. They can do that, or just like our page on Facebook. I chose one platform. I didn't go on all of them because it was too hard to control. So I've just stayed with uh, Facebook. And I've had messages from all over the world, from South Africa, America. Some people saw the Priscilla post. I had a lot, a lot of Americans sending um, uh, messages. Good luck. Wish you all the best. Love you. All of that stuff. And Incredible. It, yeah, it's been... There was one lady who was actually one of Elvis Presley's girlfriends who, con who contacted me. That is incredible. Yeah. And wow. we'd, be, we'd actually become friends. <laughs> you know, like we'll text each other and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it, it's cool. I've donated money to her cause that she's doing over there. And I've never been there. And how did you actually get in touch with uh, Priscilla Presley? Through a friend of mine, Danny, at Kayata from MTS Accountants. He, he a few years ago went to Graceland and they did a, a special wine. And I forget the name of it. It's a Shiraz, I know that much. But Elvis is best mate, Joe Esposito. They bumped into each other at Vegas. And Danny's gone, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, blah, blah, blah. Joe's gone, yeah, no dramas. So they've gone to his house and he's signed a bottle of red with Elvis and Joe on the label. and Yeah, and, and that's how it all sort of happen and then he met Priscilla and a few years ago and then on my 40th the boys gave me a signed bottle from Joe Esposito because I'm a massive Elvis fan oh, huge what a present <laughs> yeah, he gave me the bottle signed by Joe in a frame and everything it was oh. like oh wow like it was amazing kid in the candy shop stuff oh <laughs> I can't say what I really feel here but yeah, yeah it was yeah. really good you know and just the support from everyone has been amazing 
from some people that I thought that wouldn't get on board have and reached out and I've become actually friends with these people because they're they're just down to earth humble and they want they want to help it's so good it's it's Yeah. Words can't explain it. No. I can keep saying humble, 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 but it's, yeah, I can't explain it. It's, it's wow. It, and it's, uh, it's funny how small Adelaide is as well. Oh. I, I actually used to play footy, believe it or not, with Guy Sebastian, and I grew up playing, you know, cricket up at the, the local school with him as well. And, really? And I haven't seen him for a number of years now, but um, he's that sort of guy that if you bumped into him, uh, pardon the pun, guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's that sort of bloke that he'd just say good day to you, you know, if you haven't seen him for ages. And, and I can see why he's helping because he's a fantastic yeah. fellow. Well, his wife yeah. worked at May North Nissan. Jules? Yep. Obviously, they were dating at the time. And, and this was before he became who he is and yeah. before he went on The Voice, I think. Not The Voice. Uh, Australian Idol. Australian yeah. Idol. Yeah. Yeah. Jules was cool. Yeah, yeah I went to school lady. with Jules as well. Really? <laughs> Same year and everything, oh. so so small, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. but no, yeah. Jules was beautiful. She's a lovely lady. Yes. Guy, guy's got a massive heart. Yeah. You know, I know he's got to be professional, he's got to be hard in certain areas, but he definitely wears his heart on the sleeve. Yes, and and what I love about life as well, and you, you mentioned it before Dwayne Johnson, Johnson, some of these other celebrities, just because they are, or they've got to where they have, doesn't mean they're they're not human. Doesn't mean that you know they're not just down to earth people, and which I think is fantastic to see because yeah. some people let it get to the head and they get you know a bit arrogant I'm, and cocky. But there's a lot of great people out there, and this just, this just proves that feel. Yeah, yeah. That, look, there's an old saying which I live by. You know, getting to the top of the mountain is is one thing. Staying there is another. But when you come down, you see all those people that helped you get up there. So and, true. And you never forget them. Yeah. You know, you never forget them. You're always. We're all taught to help where we can. Most definitely. No, I couldn't agree, agree with you more there. Well said. And, and I know Buff sort of mentioned earlier about your relationship with him, but um, how did you first get to sort of meet Buff and, and get him on board as an ambassador? I do. Um, I'm an auctioneer by trade. So we've got a family business called Universal Motor Auctions, which has been running now for 45 years. My father started at Mario. We are, sorry, the longest running in Adelaide and I think second or third Australia-wide. I mean, we haven't done an auction now for a year and a half due to COVID, but it's still good. But the way I met Buff is because I, even though I've got our own charity, I still believe in helping others. I always have. And I'll get phone calls, oh, Phil, can you come and do an auction for it? Yeah, no dramas. So I started doing the AP Eagers, which is like Stuart Ford and stuff like that. They got their own golf day, which Graham Bignall started back in the day called the uh, AdTrans Charity Golf Day. And every year they raise a considerably amount of money and they donate it to causes. So they asked me one year to, to start if I could do the auction for them. I said, yeah, no dramas. That was, I think, 12 or 13 years ago now. So we do it every year. Now it's become a bit of a funny, bit of a funny thing. So I get a good bunch of boys down there and we have a laugh. But anyway, this one particular year, Buff was the guest speaker. And... Anyway, he's got up and he's done his thing. And he's very, very good when he gets up and talks because he does speak from the heart. And so then it was my turn to get up and do the auction. Now, I've always referred to Steve Maris as my brother. We do everything together. We'll laugh. The whole bit. Anyway, so I've done the auction and I've noticed Buff walk around to where my table was and sit next to Steve. Because I referred him as my brother, he thought, after the auction, Buff thought he was my brother, right? <laughs> so this went on and on and on. 
And that night there, he goes, oh, I want, you know, let's go out for a drink. And Steve's turned around and said to me, he goes, mate, you don't ask Buff for a drink. Mate, I'm asking him for a drink. Anyway, so I said, Buff, you come with us. He goes, where are we going? I said, the bench. And the bench is a little workshop that a mate of mine used to run. And we'd go there and have a drink. Buff thought it was, right? Anyway, we couldn't get in because we had no keys. So we've hopped into my car and we, we've, we've rang John and said, listen, can we come down? He goes, no, no, I'm not there. I said, all right, no dramas. So we went to the stag. So we've walked inside. Now, Buff still thinks that Steve's my brother, right? <laughs> so everyone started coming up to Buff, and I'd had a little bit to drink, so I started to get a bit... Playing along with it, yep. Playful. <laughs> so I was pretending I was Buff's bodyguard. <laughs> right? I said, I oh, don't know, you have to wait there. Just wait, he'll come to you, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we've had a few drinks and we've had a laugh. Now, he had to catch a six o'clock flight back to Brizzy. I took him, we were eating Euros's at four o'clock in the morning. He goes, mate, I've got to get to the airport. I said, well, just, I'll take you back, have a shower and go to the airport. What, what, what do you want? He goes, I'm naked. So we took him back and just from there, we became the best of mates. Like What a story. Like he's, <laughs> and I told him on the night, at the end of the night, that Steve's not my brother. <laughs> and he abused me, but that was all good. But yeah, no, we had, we, it, it was great. And then from there... We needed an ambassador for our charity, and I said to Steve and George, I said, mate, I reckon Buff, Buff's our guy. And I just rang and said, Buff, you want to be our ambassador? Because I'd love to. Done. Well, so we right. had a whole lunch and announced it, and on that day we had, I called it the Footy Legends. So I had Neil Curley, Barry Robran, and Russell Eber on stage with Brent Felice as the MC because Brent, I don't know if you know Brent. <laughs> what a premiership in footy with, B, with BJ. Yeah. So. <laughs> Champion. Champion guy, I do yeah. the auction for him at, the, at his footy club every year. It's a great day. Yeah. Anyway, so Brent's done it. Buff's there. And um, the stories that came out of those three gentlemen was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. From Gee, Barry being the gentleman that he is and always will be and probably one of the best in my eyes, one of the best football players that's ever put on a boot. There's always that argument, is it, is it Russ or is it, is it uh, Barry? It's an interesting one, isn't they it? Are so. both, <laughs> they are both, or all three of them, are amazing people and a good pillar of strength for the community. Yeah, well said. You know, they're yeah. just down to earth, they're hard. You don't see it anymore in footy. I think you could probably say Rashudo would be the last of that vintage, in my eyes. As in, you know, real footy. Run yes. through a pack, come out with a ball. But again, a heart of gold, who does anything oh, for anyone? And... Roo's a champion. Yes. Roo's a champion. Yeah. But yeah, Curls, Russell Ebert and uh, Barry Robin, they're my three. Yeah. Wow. To be on, you know, on the same stage with those three, unbelievable. Yeah, so, no. Nah, yeah. It was, it was a great lunch. Yeah. And they interacted with the club, uh, with the club, with the, with the audience after and, they hung around. It was good. It was a good day. Well, Phil, that's a that's an amazing story, mm. uh, you know, of how you got to meet Buff and, and to have him as an ambassador. You couldn't get much better than that. Oh, so, God's champion. Absolute champion, obviously. Former Australian coach. We know how good he's been for South Australia in terms of cricket as well. And, and now doing great things with Brisbane Heat. And it was really good to have him on for a chat before. And, and speaking of good things, uh, 
mate, I, I, I don't know what I can say about uh, about yourself. You know, all you're doing is just unbelievable and, and well deserved to be nominated for the Australian of the Year for 2022. I really hope you get it. And Hilda Pinto, thanks so much for your time, mate. Thank you very much.